Introducing Minor Wisdom Quintet. the week of state festival oh yeah so that's really cool super excited super stoked to be able to see lots of educators Uh, i'm also super stoked to see my seniors at dulles high school uh, and my students that i had last year travis and just to get to kind of catch up with a lot of them and see how they're doing, see where their paths are leading them, what colleges they're thinking about, if they're thinking about college or trying to you know, live their New York or LA dream or Chicago or Seattle or Austin. I don't know, man, but that's super exciting. And I'm super excited to get to see a lot of the educators because again, I'm going to be stealing some of you, hopefully, if you're willing, willing and able to record some episodes for this podcast. So I was very very blessed i've been trying to get cheryl painter on for a little bit we've been playing a little cat and mouse in regards to getting a schedule of you know time to record she's busy i'm I'm not but she's busy i'm a little every once in a while i'm busy but not that often but uh but she is like super uh like mega woman super woman mega woman they never made a mega woman by the way mega man was legit the bomb uh Anyway, getting off on a tangent there, but uh, I finally got Cheryl on, and I got to experience Cheryl's workshop this summer with uh, our TTEC workshops and our, our PD that, that Mandy Tapia put on, and she Cheryl was in the Austin Bastrop uh, mix. She was at that at that PD, the one that, the Bastrop pack there, and it was awesome. It was just fun, like. And we talked about that a little bit. We didn't touch too much on it, but I did mention some things about it. And uh, that's where I just realized, man, I got to get her on the podcast because this woman is just, she just sees the world different than a lot of people. And it's not in a way that's impossible for you to learn how to see it. And she even kind of, in a weird way, if you read between the lines, we talk about that because this isn't really what uh, the, 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 the theater thing and the way that she kind of manipulates objects into being uh, a prop, as she's as she has alluded to the dead cat thing, uh, uh, it's that's uh, just that's not it's unique, but also not impossible to kind of get your mind trained in that way. So uh, she's very good at leading that stuff. I highly recommend if you ever get the opportunity to not just get a workshop from Cheryl, but to like even just pick her brain a little bit. She is one of those types of people that. Man, if you are in a pinch and you need to create something, uh, I'm not telling you to like just like reach out to her an hour before the show opens. But you know, if you give her enough time, she'll probably come up with some great ideas for you uh, in order to create the impossible. Impossible things are happening. Anyway, so that's uh, that's festival happening this week. Cheryl Painter on this week. Also this week, uh, as I record this, I'm about to head off to my daughter's last soccer game of the season. Um, she's done really well as goalie, has done really, really well. And uh, this is her first team sport, soccer. I played soccer for 10 years, most of it as goalie. Sometimes I was the enforcer because I was slow and fat uh, and my shoulders were wider than everybody else on the soccer pitch, as to say the football pitch 
And so I would run and uh, I was kind of the hockey uh, enforcer, that, that type of role where I would tackle the soccer players and get the ball from them. I, you know, tackle in soccer is different than tackle in football, if you are unaware, but unfamiliar. Uh, but that was my role <clears throat> the last couple of years when uh, they realized I couldn't jump as high as I used to. <laughs> so I didn't make for a very good goalie. But uh, Ava's done with that and uh, back doing that in the spring. But the other thing that's happening, and again, as I record this, uh, I've got three more shows left, but uh, we have Grease happening at the John Cooper School, and uh, we cut the gangbang line, so it's no longer as cringy as it was uh, just a week ago. Uh, Rizzo no longer says, what is this, a gangbang, because uh, that's a little cringe. Uh, but the rest of the show is still it's still rather dirty. It's still PG-13, but it is a really fun show. I mean, you sing along to it. It's similar to the way that we, at least my generation, sang to Like a Virgin or watched Golden Girls and didn't understand exactly what you were watching. So it's kind of that's kind of the grease effect is you're singing these some of these songs and you're not exactly sure what it means, but then when you get older you're like, "Oh my gosh, what in the anyway." But uh it's a fun show and we've got some talented kids. The other thing I really like about this show is it's not long. This is no sound of music. We are in and out, intermission included in 2.15. It is amazing. Also, uh, thanks to the Stephen Bogart, the legend, the myth, the man, the whatever, uh, he created one of the coolest looking grease lightnings uh, out of a golf cart. We got a golf cart. This isn't a private school privilege. We actually got a golf cart for free, just like anybody else could have done it. They just We just reached out to resources, and somebody had an old, dingy, beat-up, uh, broken down, but still functioned, like still ran, golf cart. Uh, batteries were all eroded, all kinds of stuff, but it still ran, and so uh, just completely tore it apart down to the frame pretty much, and built on top of that and built a grease lightning out of a couple of pieces of plywood and styrofoam. That is literally it. And it looks amazeballs. I posted it on my Facebook. So if you uh, are a Facebook friend of mine, you can check it out. I also think I posted it in the technical theater educators world, which is where I'm leading to the next topic. Um, I, I love that page again. I know I've talked about it in the past, probably ad nauseum which is Latin for nauseous, I think. Uh, anyway, but uh, that page, there are some people on that page, man, that make you feel small AF, you know what I'm saying? And so for those of you that post things on there, asking questions, and there, there are a handful of people that respond with things that have nothing to do with your question, but they just have to flex their technical theater muscles. Uh, my apologies on their behalf. Um, I'm sorry that they feel as though you are an incompetent fool, and that uh, you don't know what you're doing and all that kind of stuff when all you asked was, hey, what do you think the coolest shade of blue is? And they're like, well, you know, shades of blue or need to be fire retardant and all this. And anyway, uh, uh, that page can just be such a Debbie Downer sometimes. And uh, if you're not a part of that page, I highly recommend you join it because there is a ton of really cool stuff on there. People post some awesome stuff, but uh that's not me getting paid for an endorsement. That's just me saying, hey, it's cool, dog. It's key. In conclusion, uh, please uh, sign up for teaching a workshop at Texas Thespian Educator Conference. That due date is December 1st, and we're looking for a variety of workshops for that. 
Uh, it should be a lot of fun. It's in Sugarland this year at the Marriott. It is January 27th to the 30th, and I'm in charge of those workshoppers. So if you have an idea, you just want to shoot it off, uh, shoot it by me, not shoot it off. That would be awkward, at least buy me dinner first. But uh, then, um, you know, shoot it by me and let me know and we can talk about it and discuss it and all that good stuff. Enjoy this interview, this discussion, this chiz at with the Cheryl Painter. I followed a cute boy into a theater class. That's uh, how I got involved in theater. Um, there was a cute boy I liked and he said, why aren't you in theater with us? And I said, because I'm in typing. And he said, well, when you get out of typing, because it was only a semester long class, um, you should take theater with us. And I went, okay. And I went to the counselor and I, she changed my schedule. And <laughs> I ended up taking uh, this theater class. And of course that silly counselor did not put me in his class. So I ended up in theater, but not with him. Um, and I wouldn't have ever taken the class on my own. I was very shy and, uh, but I was a good student in the very first day. So I'm coming in, I'm that student that comes in at semester and the direct, you know, the director's in the middle of everything in January and hands me a monologue and says, it's due the next day. The rest of them have had time to work on them. And I, um, volunteer to go first the next day so I can get it over with. And he pulls me off stage right after my performance and drags me into his office and says, where were you last semester? And I said, typing. Why does everyone keep asking me that? And I, uh, that was about it. He asked me if I would be an alternate um, and travel with him for the one I play. And I said, sure, what's that? <laughs> and doesn't interfere with track because I was in track season at the time. And he said, no, and come with us. And I sat in a theater in the middle of West Texas and this brilliant and amazing judge stood in front of the, all of us that day and said, what a great day it is to be in the theater. And my little freshman self said, yeah, cause it was storming outside. <laughs> so it was better to be inside. And um, she said, how many days of our life do we get to spend devoted to theater? And right there in that auditorium as a freshman in high school and my first real experience with theater after watching a day of plays, uh, I went, that's it. That's what I want to do. <laughs> and I always knew I wanted to teach because I thought teachers were superheroes. And so there is where I found what I wanted to teach. That was when I was able to kind of find what I wanted to do. And um, our director was really amazing about building this program where everybody felt like a family and it felt like a home. And I wanted to do that and create that for my, my students. And I had friends that never would have gotten out of high school if it wasn't for that theater program. And I knew that there was a great purpose in what what I wanted to do. And um, I feel very fortunate to get to play with students and, and direct shows and spend days devoted to theater these days. So um, where, did, where did you go to college? I started off at Angelo State. Okay. Um, go Rams. Mom and dad said, yeah. what's that? Go Rams. Yeah, uh, go yeah, Rams. Yeah. Um, I was, uh, I grew up in Brownwood. I went to high school in Brownwood. We moved there. Um, right out of, I guess I, I was eighth grade and we moved to Brownwood. Yeah. So um, I spent a few years there 
And we had gone to Region 1 at Clay there a couple of times. And um, I didn't really know what I wanted to do or go. And mom said, go to the place that gives you the most money. And I went, okay. And so <laughs> they did. Yeah. <laughs> so I went to San Angelo. Um, and I loved it. It was a great program. And I made friends there that I still have to this day. Um, I transferred. Uh, I spent about a year and a half there. Yeah. And I um, transferred to Southwest Texas, okay. now Texas State, yep. Needham Cats. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> and um, and loved that program, too, and got so much out of that program and loved the area and hadn't really left the Austin area since. Yeah. So I floated all over this Austin area. Yeah. My master's is from uh, Angelo State, but I've never, ever been to St. Angelo. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but. I owned a few Angelo State shirts, so you know I, you I try to pretend that I'm a proud Ram. So, uh, well, good <laughs> still for, have yeah. a sweatshirt yeah. that I wear when it gets good and cold. Yeah, there you go. So, uh, uh, well, that's cool. So you um, you said that you were in typing. How how are your typing <laughs> skills now? Where I mean, I'm assuming we are. I'm not going to ask you on the record, <laughs> but you and I are probably of similar age, and so I remember also taking typing and putting your, you know, the, putting your hands in the right spot and your thumbs are on the, the space bar and, you know, like all that kind of stuff. So Absolutely. Uh, are, are you good at typing? Are you, did you lose the touch? Pardon the oh, pun? I, I think I'm, I'm pretty moderate. I don't know that I'm a great typist, but, um, uh, when, when I have to, I can, yeah. I think the most that I type, um, I will, I finished my master's, um, all on zoom during right. COVID, um, <laughs> over, over yeah. all of this. What's up? I say congrats. Yeah. Oh, thanks. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, that was a kind of a fast and furious process. Um, but amazing because I met all of these really amazing people and only through zoom and yeah. <laughs> we, we keep hoping to, that eventually we'll get to meet in person, which yeah. would be nice. Um, and um, one day soon, yeah. I think. um, but I wrote a lot of papers, um, and, and, I tested out those typing skills. And then of course we type notes in the dark, you know, while watching plays. So I think I'm a decent typist, but um, I don't, you know, I think I got more out of the theater classes in high school than I did out of that typing class. Well, as a, as a contest manager and just, I mean, you've seen this too, as a, as, Mm -hmm. as a one act play participant and, you Mm -hmm. know, the, you can tell the generation of adjudicator based on how they take notes, <laughs> you know, right. all, all of us that took typing, we, we prefer to sit there because we can look up and keep going and, and all that stuff. We don't have to look at what we're typing. Uh, and then the people that are a little older than us, uh, they gotta, they gotta write it. So, <laughs> and even younger too, even some of the younger Absolutely. adjudicators, they're lost in the keyboard, but, uh, what was your track skill? What did you do for track? Oh, I was distance. Um, I ran cross country and then I ran the 800, the mile, the two mile and the two mile relay. Wow. Do you so, still, do you still run? I try. Okay. <laughs> um, I, it's, it's more of a Milwaukee shuffle, right? right? <laughs> so, um, but I, I still try, you know, when, yeah, cause we're, we're aging yeah. and so they're, yeah. th- th- it's not as easy sometimes to yeah. recover. <laughs> well that, and that, and I, I remember cause I, I do, I go through spurts of running. Like right now I'm in one of my, I have to try to run every day cause I feel bad if I don't. 
and but uh, that'll dissipate, and I'll go back to ice cream. But uh, but <laughs> but I, I yeah I remember trying uh, at one point when I was in Austin for a lengthy period of time to try to run in Austin, and they had these weird things called hills, and it really we, do. we have a lot of them. Mm-hmm. Oh man, that really threw me off. Yeah, I'm more of a flat land type of runner. So uh, yeah, well, good good for you if you if you are out there doing that. We, we do. We have some fun hills over, um, you know, in San Marcos, um, when you go to uh, Texas State, they one of the first things they told me when I got to that campus, they said, you can tell the difference between the freshmen and the seniors by the size of their calf muscles, <laughs> because every building was on a different hill and you yeah. had to go down the hill to climb the hill to go to the next building. Right. And, and um and I feel like that's very true. It's also why I still use my parking brake to this day, yeah. even though I may not be on a hill, but you just get very used to doing that. Oh yeah. I, and, and <laughs> I went to Sam Houston for a semester and the theater, uh, I don't know if you've ever been to that theater, but there are very few hills in Huntsville except for the parking lot, uh, outside the theater, which is, I mean, it's not a hill, it's just a wall, uh, that you have to park on. And yeah, it's the same thing. It's, it's, parking brakes a hundred percent of the time. And, and that's, you can tell the freshmen from the seniors, the freshmen have uh, dented vehicles. So yeah, I was yeah. That, so yeah. that sounds about right. Do, do you, uh, so you said that you knew that you wanted to be an educator. Uh, you just didn't know what you wanted to teach until, you know, your, your high school days. Did you, do you have education in your family? Did, I, you said that they were, you know, you looked at teachers as heroes and rock stars and stuff, but uh, you just, just that's your own kind of you just thought about that yourself yeah absolutely um and and i've i've always thought that as well that um i think it's unique my my mom's a physical therapist and was amazing at it ran her own practice my dad was a texas game warden super cool and um i didn't want to do either of those things right um (laughs) i didn't have any teachers in my family um but i just i i was I loved my teachers growing up. I just thought they were amazing and um, inspirational and they bring out the best in you. And I just wanted to do that for others. Um, we had one of my principals one year when we came back, he, his mission that year was um, talking about trying to reinvigorate why we became teachers and how we were going to move that forward. And um, I think about this all the time. And that we were in a session and it was led by, you know, that really great senior English teacher that's on every campus. That's the, she's the one that's been around the longest, but everybody can learn from her and you just love her. And she was leading a session and I had just finished leading a session. And so I came into that one a little late. So I didn't hear the start of what she was doing. And she turns to me and goes, Cheryl, what about you? Why'd you become a teacher? And I said, I don't know. I just always wanted to be a teacher. And she goes, see, that's what I said. It's a calling. And I went, so I do. I think about that a lot. And, you know, I think this job is not easy um, ever. And then it has become increasingly harder in the last couple of years. And we're, we're all struggling together to get through this. Um, but I think the one that we're, we're doing it because there's something innately in us that wants to help students find confidence, learn what makes them great and go off and do amazing things. 
And that's just the driving force that keeps us going, even though this isn't easy. Yeah. Well said. Yeah. I don't want to, I mean, we're only 12 minutes in, so I'm not going to end the (laughs) podcast there. Usually, usually I end on a high note, but we'll we'll get to other (laughs) high notes. So you, uh, do you have like a specific teacher or teachers that kind of stand out to you during your time? Cause like for me, I can think of, and I could pick her out. Well, I could pick the first grade version of Miss Mulcahy out of a lineup. I don't know if I could pick her out now, but you know, like Miss Mulcahy, <laughs> which she was my first grade teacher. And I still remember her like it was yesterday, just because I, I just thought she was just so cool. Now, I'm not 100% sure if I thought she was so cool because she was the granddaughter of James Naismith, who is the founder of pro basketball or basketball the sport. So I might have thought she was cool because of that. But (laughs) I still remember her and it still like is an inspiration. I remember Miss Davis in fourth grade, you know, like there were all these teachers that that for some reason I remember I don't exactly remember why I remember them, but they stick out as positive memories. So are there teachers to you that, that kind of pop out of your, your memory there? Oh, so many. Yeah. And absolutely so many. And then, you know, not only the ones that inspired me so much, uh, growing up, um, Miss Brubaker, who always talked about her bat houses. And we thought this lady was, was wackadoo. We just really did. And, but she pushed us to be better every time. And she taught me how to write and, like I, I said earlier, I finished my my master's recently during all of these COVID times. I didn't have any plays going on, so I decided to get a master. There you go. Yeah. Um, but I, I still know how to write because of the work that she did. Miss um, uh, Hunsinger was my chemistry teacher. This woman was amazing and and crazy too. She didn't believe grades were important, and yet we all were. You know, it was a, an advanced chemistry class and like, but we have to do well. And test days, she'd start folding tests into paper airplanes and throwing them at us. And, and then at the end of the six weeks, she'd, she'd make us, she'd turn our average into a chemistry problem. And we had to like fill in the blanks with certain grades and it, and then nobody did well. Like you, you answered the question and then you had a 44 and, and you go up with this paper up to her and she'd go, Oh no, it's, you didn't do this right. She had a reverse Polish notation calculator that she used and you had a 92 and you just took your paper and you sat down and said, thank you. But she was, she showed us that it was the learning that was important and it wasn't the grade. And I just think there's so many that have these beautiful and amazing asterisks that do all of this good stuff for, for people. And I was, I wanted to be that person that did that for them. Um, And then as an educator, I've worked with so many of those people. I was telling somebody today about um, one of the, one of the rock star English teachers that um, I worked with when I first started working here in the Austin area. And I was telling her a story. Um, I was texting a friend, a story about her, that there's just, they're really amazing people, teachers. Yeah. Good for you. Yeah. I, you know, uh, two things off of that. One is chemistry teachers are all, I, I have a theory that they're all kind of crazy because they're, they're like, their job is literally based on chemicals and you can, you can waft wafting isn't always the most filtering of, of techniques, but, 
the, <laughs> the other, on a more serious note, the other one is, you know, right now, personally, I'm struggling with my students because I'm dealing with private school students. And I was told specifically, <laughs> if you give them an A plus, and it's a closed grade book, which is brand new, like that's a, that's a new type of thing. So they can't, oh, yeah, they can't go, they can't go home and see their grade book. The parents can't just log on and see the grade book. They don't know where they stand ever, uh, unless they ask. And so it, but it keeps the teacher accountable to have an open grade book because the parents do see it. The kids do see it. So I haven't entered a grade in the whole, the whole semester. I haven't entered a grade and I'm, that's not normal for me. Uh, right. but it has made me think like that chemistry teacher that, you know what, the grade's really not, clearly not that important to these kids. It's just getting the information and getting the education. And so uh, it's a weird, it's just a, it changes your mentality a little bit. And I, I kind of actually really like it, uh, but it's it's tough. You know, it's, it's tough to kind of wrap your head around that after doing the public school type thing or the more, quote, normal thing for uh, so long. So I get it, you know, maybe your chemistry teacher was onto something, so... She was, she was a neat lady. Yeah. I, I know that. So, um, and you know, what is normal? Yeah. That's well, not, there's no normal in theater. There, de- no. That's a definite. So no, definitely a, yeah. not. <laughs> so you mentioned your mom was a physical therapist. And again, on a personal <laughs> note, my, my cousin, I have two first cousins and one is a physical therapist and he's constantly riddled with, uh, the, you know, like, like from family, oh, my shoulder, uh-huh. oh, my, yeah. my, it hurts when I do this. Right. As a, as a, <laughs> as a runner, when you were younger, uh, did you like come to your mom and say, Hey, I, you know, I, I don't know, think I pulled a muscle, but I definitely, could you like help me out with this? I don't know, tight quad or something like that. <laughs> mom time. has definitely worked on me okay. my whole life. Absolutely. Seems like um, a benefit. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, um, with being a one-act play director and then doing all the crazy costumey prop stuff that I do on the side where I'm always making something kind of nutty and then dragging it around with me. Um, I'll I'll be like, okay, mom, I think I did something to my knee and I'm on the phone and she's diagnosing me. And, and she always had men. And what's funny is my brother became an orthopedic surgeon because of, you know, mom would talk about work at home, just like we all do. And, and he turned into an orthopedic surgeon and, I'm a theater teacher, which was out of the blue. (laughs) As a a child, I knew I had three doctors. Normally, you only have two. You have a pediatrician Mm -hmm. and you have a dentist, right? But I Mm -hmm. had an orthopedic surgeon as well, Dr. Blum. Yeah. Because I, what do you do? You did everything, something good. Everything, everything. You you name it. I, you you name it. I broke it. So, <laughs> but yeah, I Doctor Blum, and and I remember his his uh, his Latin, uh, or his radiologist was Gloria. We were on a first name basis. Anyway, <laughs> yeah, you did. Uh, oh man, I, I remember that very well. But anyway, enough about me. So, uh, you just did two segues for me, and I'll get oh, to no. the. Uh, no, that's good. I'll get to the latter in a second. But you. <laughs> You mentioned your family, and I do want to know uh, what it sounds like. You have a very supportive family. Mm-hmm. When you decided, when you went and saw those that that day of of one act, and you realized, oh, this is kind of a cool little thing. This is kind of the thing that I want to do. Was your family supportive? Did they support you, or did they need to kind of see it manifest itself into something that kind of paid the bills first? Oh, they absolutely supported me. Mom always told us, and I think 
you know, everyone write this down. She said, um, do something that you love and then at least one person is happy. And so she, you know, and the variations of that over the years were, you know, if you're, you're passionate about something, you'll never work a day in your life, all of those kinds of things. And, and so, you know, there was, um, you know, when I really was also trying to be an actor and wanted to be on soap operas, you know, 16, I really wanted to be on a soap opera. My mom was like, law school, maybe, you know, and my dad's like, weather girl, you'd look great on TV. And I'm like, nah. <laughs> um, but they always, whatever it was, um, whatever adventure I was uh, ready to jump into, they were like, all right, go for it. Yeah. We've got, we've got you. So, you know, and we see so many of our students that sometimes don't have completely that, that, um, net underneath yeah. that says, go for it. You can jump. Um, and so I've always very grateful for that. And, and my family, you know, as I've been teaching for teaching and directing and doing this crazy theater world for so long now that I have a very supportive home too. So they're like, oh yeah, you've got rehearsal. All right. Yeah. My son will go break a leg and <laughs> off he runs. And yeah. So if I leave the house to go to Target on a Saturday, my son tells me to Breaks break a leg. Yeah, and break so, a leg. <laughs> you know. Yeah. That's, hey, you know, you never know when you're going to be performing. We always say, I'm sure you say this too, you're always auditioning. So you never know. I always mean, <laughs> so. You never know. What, uh, <laughs> first of all, Weather Girls are meteorologists, which is a science. So. Sure. You know, yeah, and that that's was a tough one. You know, my father. Yeah. Yeah. But that's the science. And good. I wasn't a science person. It's one of the few I'm jobs not. where you can be wrong all the time and still get paid. So it's kind of nice. <laughs> uh, what so what was your soap opera? Like, what was the one like I I'm going to I'll say it for the record. I don't think I've ever said mm -hmm. this out loud to anyone ever. But my mother was obsessed with all my children. And mm -hmm. uh, I I really got into it for a mm -hmm. short period of time. And by short period, I mean about two years, there was just mm -hmm. this one story that I, <laughs> I'm pretty sure it was a woman was buried alive and yep. survived and got out and whatever. And I was hooked on all my children for a, a solid two years, taping it on, putting it on VHS. Cause it was, uh -huh. it was, you know, out during school. So I couldn't watch it during school, but man. So anyway, what was your soap opera or operas? Uh my my household was days of our lives we watched them all and my dad would come home for lunch um and and would watch it to tell mom because she couldn't come home for lunch and uh, it would be the summer and he'd call me on his you know before he left the office and said all right you're gonna make tea we're gonna watch days of our lives we gotta tell you mom so <laughs> maybe it was day now that I'm thinking about it, you kind of put some doubt in my head. Maybe I was watching oh. Days of Our Lives and my mom was watching all my... I know my mom watched all... Anyway, who cares? Uh, okay, so one thing... The one thing I knew about you, Cheryl, uh, before you and I started chatting is... And I'm kind of complimenting you, so don't blush, but you're... I know that you're wildly creative uh, <laughs> with kind of just like the, the, the crafty side of things. I've never seen one of your shows. I don't know how good of a director you are. You're... You are probably pretty good, I would assume, by now. But I do know that I've seen some of the prop work and some of the costuming and just kind of the innovative stuff that you come up with and how you make it... Well, you've done something, and I don't mean to blow smoke because uh, I've now been to a lot of workshops that are somewhat th thematically are similar to yours, meaning 
let me show you how to easily do X, Y, and Z. Where, and then you go to those workshops and they tell you, well, I've got a budget of like $20,000 so I can easily do these things. Whereas you, uh, based on this summer, what I saw this summer, mm-hmm. you you said, let me show you how to easily do these things. And then you actually showed the easy way to do it. <laughs> and so, <laughs> so people were able to like, oh yeah, you I can do this. So where did that come from? Like what, was it out of necessity? Ooh. Were you always creative? Mm-hmm. Were, I mean like, just talk, spend about an hour and a half talking about that. Cause <laughs> do your workshop right um, now. Yeah, no, I, oh, I'm yeah. never short on words. So, and I, if you've come to my workshop, which you, you were there for the one this summer, yeah. um, uh, I'll tell you, I'll tell you all my secrets and I'll give them all away. Um, you're a horrible, magi- horrible magician, horrible. Magician. I, really yeah. though. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. you're not supposed to do that. Yeah. Um, but, uh, I also feel like I, I'm very passionate about, um, I had amazing mentors that I ran into in um, when I first started teaching and directing. And um, those connections really pushed me forward um, as a director and as an educator. And my my life went on a different trajectory because of these people. And so if I can offer anybody something um, that can spark a new idea or create confidence, um, to take off onto a new adventure, then I, I'm, that's an amazing thing for me. So I absolutely will. I'll, I'll share all my secrets and, and, and try to help in any way possible. Um, so as, as for, to answer your question about how I came about doing this, um, you know, I went to a great BFA theater program, at Southwest Texas, and graduated for them to change the name to Texas State. And just in time, um, they offered to reprint my diploma. Um, but, you know, and I, I knew I wanted to teach and direct. And I, like I said, I fell in love with this whole theater process and a one-act play contest. So I couldn't wait to direct when I play. And that's what I wanted to do. And you got to you've got to be able to do everything. And, you know, growing up in a small town theater program, you know, our director did everything. And so, you know, I wanted to be able to hang a light and costume a show and build props and make the set and be able to do all of those things because there's so many of us that that is the program. And fortunately, I work in a, a very large program now with amazingly creative people that I get to work with. But you know, there are times that these wonderful plays make these wonderful playwrights make these plays and then they ask for these ridiculous things and then and you love this play, but it won't work without the dragon in Shrek or, you know, um, a dead cat or <laughs> these crazy things that you have to come up with and you have to make them work. And oh, how am I going to do that? Okay. And, um, you know, the, I've discovered in doing the stuff that I do that the only people who have less money than educational theater are actually professional theaters. And so you have to be able to do this on, on can I borrow that? And do you mind if I do this to it kind of <laughs> ways? Yeah. Um, and so I just kind of um, started figuring things out and um, I, it turns out I'm pretty good at shape. And then I can tell people, well, you're going to work, you're going to make this shape. And, and because I figured this out, I'm going to show you this shape and that this shape can turn into these things. Um, But, and ultimately there was a lot of it that I had no idea 
I could do until I had a friend who said, hey, we're doing a play and I'm going to need you to make me a blank. Yeah. And I went, I don't know how to make that. And they went, yeah, you do. All right. And we're going to need it tomorrow morning. Okay, thanks. I'll see you tomorrow. And he's just somebody that I've ran into in my life that I, that is one of those people that you're really lucky that you have in your life sometimes that, you know, that um, they believe in you before you believe in yourself. And so um, you just keep building that, that layer of confidence from there. Yeah. So (laughs) what, what, when is the weirdest, I don't know how to phrase this question. (laughs) What, were you doing that was the weirdest time that you ever had that aha that's how i'm gonna do it moment mm-hmm. uh where you had to like run and be like hold on a second i've got to write this down or i've got to go even try to prototype or something like that what, what is like the weirdest situation you've been in where you've had that moment can you recall that well, um when so there's a i work at Tal's camp yeah. um and this summer, I've been very lucky to work to be a part of Tal's camp for many, many years. And um, I'm the I'm the head of the costume team, and um, you know, it's so fun to work with wildly creative people. Yeah. And so that you and you know, and then you get tasked with crazy things like, "Hey, I need a mammoth," and then you go, "Okay, mammoth," and then here. I'm like, ooh, and now I'm running down the hallway into a shop going, okay, okay, I've got an idea. Can you hold this, you know? And um, and so I've definitely, there was there was a creation of a mammoth that uh, I've been underneath <laughs> trying to right. figure out with three other people as we're trying to hook wires together and figure out how we, it's going to be safe enough to put, you know, high school students in um, or... Um, you know, really fun projects where I get a phone call that's like, okay, we thought we had a, you know, we're doing the goat and we need a goat and we thought we had a goat. And so now you're going to have to make a goat. And I'm like, no, I'm not going to make a goat. And they're like, yeah, no, you're going to, you're going to make a goat. And we open on Thursday and it's, it's Tuesday. Okay. All right. Here's a pile of materials and you go Right. I have to make it go. So I think um, procrastination is key in the creative process. Um, and it also helps when you have very little time to procrastinate. Right. So necessity breeds invention, breeds necessity, breeds invention. Is there is there something you re-explored? Like, is there something when you were against the clock that you did and then you, you it went out there and it did its thing or whatever, but then you realized, you know, I could probably do this a lot better or efficiently or whatever it was if I just had had the time to do it? Everything. <laughs> Every project, yes. Okay. Um, there fair. are times that the the, the paint's drying and, yeah. and um, it's headed out on stage and I'm like, oh, I want three more days. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, but I feel that in, in all theater, right? I We get to final dress rehearsal and I'm like, Oh, I wish I had a week. Um, so, uh, I, I think that's, um, part of the fun and the challenge of, of what we do. Um, that 
you you always want more time and more money and more help, right? right? Which um, my father-in-law has that expression. He says, you only get to pick two um, for any project. You only, you know, you, if you have time and money, you don't need a lot of help. But if you have help and money, you don't need a lot of time. That's true. I don't think we get any of those in theater. And so um, it's a good thing to think about headed into a project, but right. it's not usually wise <laughs> what man. we get that's, out of it. Yeah, that's wise. That's a, that, I like that one. I'm going to keep that. Uh, <laughs> that's good. The, so the, I, I got to, you know, as we record this, it's a week past Halloween. Uh, do you have just like a crazy, like what is your decoration regimen? Like I just feel like this time of year is not just stressful at your job, but also to make your house just like you, I would assume maybe I'm totally wrong and maybe you put all your energy into the theater, but like, do you just have kind of the coolest holiday house all the time? Like, do you decorate for oh, flag I'm day? I mean, you oh, no. highly. I absolutely am. <laughs> um, no, I, yeah, I'm, I'm so much a theater person. Okay. Um, I, I, you know, I get, I get my son in a costume and it's usually that day. And, um, and he's a, he's been adorable in all of his amazing costumes. When he was really little, his very first costume, um, the beginning of the month of October, he had, um, he only had the top two teeth and bottom two teeth and he looked like a little beaver. And so we were going to be a whole family full of beavers. And so I made him this little beaver jumpsuit and I made me a tail and I, stuck a tail on my husband and he wore it and um which was amazing um because there was no guarantee that was going to happen and he's not a theater person (laughs) and um but he was adorable right um and then you know he's been a monkey he's been you know uh super mario uh a ghostbuster was probably my favorite thing yeah and he's looked absolutely adorable and that's about that's, all I get done. Okay, that's fair. <laughs> that's fair. So um, usually we close a show, we open another one. I work um, in Austin uh, as a, uh, a freelance designer right. and director, um, and usually in October, about the time we close, I mean, high school, we closes um, a fall show. Um, the next week has been pretty traditional. Yeah. Um, traditionally where I loaded in another show and it was costumes and props or something. And um, I can remember several preview nights with me falling asleep waiting as we're trying to get everything together um, to open uh, a show in town. And because I'm still, I'm still crashing from show week at at the school and then show week um, in the theater. And then usually about that weekend is Halloween. And so, <laughs> so have you, uh, to, to kind of focus on your son just a little bit, cause, uh, I can talk about my daughter's experience as well, but, uh, what is the, when is the first time your son was brought to the theater? Because, well, you got to have the kid. There's no, there's no, you can't just leave your child at home. Right. Uh, my son has absolutely been raised in a theater. Um, he, uh, the first, first time, this is a great question. Um, (laughs) the very first time he went to a theater, um, I am one of those, I am one of the many one act play directors that child was born during one act play season. Nice. And, um, and so he was, um, two weeks old 
and being held by Luis Munoz in the lobby of our contest while I was in the auditorium watching um, my kids perform. And um, my mom and Luis watched on the TV in the lobby with Dylan. That's awesome. He was two weeks old. Um, He's taken his first steps across a rehearsal. Um, He had uh, his, his babysitters all came out of um, our company. And um, one he was very, very attached to. She's now uh, recently graduated with her MFA from CalArts and is in LA working. Um, But she played a love interest. Um, She was Miranda in the Tempest and um, Ferdinand picked her up and spun her around. And my son went, came unglued in his little toddler self, just chasing after this kid going, no, era, era, no. And he (laughs) just lost it. And we were all in tears, laughing, crying, all of it. Because Dylan did not like that. Yeah. Um, so he's, he, he's been in more rehearsals than I'm sure he's wanted to, right. but, um, he's actually a sixth grader this year and, um, took his first theater class. And wow. so I'm trying really hard not to be a stage mom, but I'm like, how was school today? Yeah. <laughs> what'd you, what'd you do in theater? <laughs> right. And I'm trying really hard, but he's super cool it, about all of it. And he's like, Oh, I got to read this play today. And I thought it was really great. And I'm like, cool. What play was it? Cause I know some plays and he, he wants none of it. He, <laughs> yeah. What, what, uh, is it a year long class for, it is. okay. It is. Yeah. That's pretty funny. Yeah. We're, so, you know, my wife and I are both theater teachers and our oldest is in fourth grade. And so she's just now this year is her first time to really take a year long program. And she chose mm-hmm. choir and we were a little heartbroken, but that's okay. <laughs> uh, you know, you got to be well-rounded, so that's okay. Mm-hmm. You know, that's how we look at it. But we're hoping that uh, once she gets into middle school, yes, she chooses the light and uh, sees the light and, and goes into the theater world. And she wants to be in theater. She actually was going to be little Fiona uh, <gasps> when the pandemic hit. And so she was crushed by that. So maybe that's why she's, uh, you know, maybe that's why she chose choir <laughs> now that I think about it. That's her moment. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So I got to ask you, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, I keep going. My, my son and my husband's, uh, you know, an Austin techie, you know, not a theater techie, but, you know, part of the major tech infrastructure of Austin. And, and my son shares those traits as well. And Uh. he's very technically savvy. And, and so I'm over here going, mommy's little lighting designer, come on, come on, mommy's little lighting designer. It's a good mix. Yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't know if he'll get there, but ah, yeah, like, yeah, (laughs) Austin's like the Silicon Valley of the, of, well, not of the East, but East Silicon Valley. Yeah, I guess in a way. Uh, So you are the K through 12 chair and uh, I love me some TXCTA. I've been working with them for a while now with, with uh, vendors and such. I'm not going to lie to you though, because I know like Kaylin was the K through 12 chair for a little Mm -hmm. bit. What is the K through 12 chair? Define it. is over the section. So it splits it, all of the different folks in uh, TXCTA are all of the people who are in uh, educational theater in Texas. Got it. And K through 12 is, um, you know, kindergarten through 12th grade. And it's that section. We have a higher ed section. We have 
Um, I'm going to forget them all. We have yeah. uh, college and university. We have. I'm I'm going to forget all the yeah, different yeah, sections. Yeah. But okay. I am I'm over uh, K through twelve, and um, and Kaylin was um, in this position for a little while, and I was her chair elect, and then yeah. she had to move on, and I got promoted very quickly. <laughs> yeah. And so it's a been a wild ride. Too. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's been an absolutely wild ride. Um, but there is, uh, an amazing quick K-12 section. They're a very passionate group of people. Um, and then K-12, um, does a lot, um, for the section and for, uh, theater fest. But the biggest thing that we do is we put on summer fest, right? Right. K-12 section puts on summer fest. And last summer, um, I stepped into this position in May and got the green light that we were going to do an in-person summer fest right. and i was like okay here yeah. we go yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was, here you go dive it was into the deep fantastic. end yeah. yeah 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 it was absolutely and we had about two months yeah put the whole thing together um and we had a, a team of passionate people that really wanted to make it happen and um and be amazing and then i had i called every one of my friends and most of them said yes yeah. and um, brought them in to uh, present and help out with things. And um, we had a wonderful two day uh, summer fest in person That's great. Um, in Plano. And yeah. we are um, really excited to be building towards um, uh, our two or more day fest right. uh, summer. Right. So. Yeah. Good for you. Yeah. I guess it's just, i never thought it was that literal that you're just over K through 12, the, you know, it's <laughs> over that group of people. Yeah. I'm just, I'm just that dim witted. So good for well, you. And my, I'm the, I'm the chair. So I'm the one that, that takes their concerns and right. praises and conversations to the board and say to help uh, yeah. the board make decisions for our organization, which is, a, it's a huge, um, task that I've yeah. been challenged with and, uh, um, one I take very seriously. Yeah, no, good for you. I, I guess I just, I, you know, I don't know why I didn't think of it just the way <laughs> I viewed it. it because it seems so it's a large, that seems it's 12 years of education, you know, that, that, that you're, that you're over. I mean, you know what I mean by that, but, um, Absolutely. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, so. and within our K-12, we have, our elementary, our middle school, and our so you high break school, it down. And, okay, which is so great because I've only ever taught in high school. Right. My twenty-one year career teaching at this point, I've only ever taught in high school. I know nothing about elementary theater, <laughs> and um, didn't work in a district until this year that offered um, elementary theater. And so I'm like, that's amazing. Yeah. How do we do more of that? Yeah, and so. Um, luckily, uh, like I said, there is a team, uh, there's a whole committee full of really amazing people and, um, really passionate and exciting people that, that really know their stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, again, I love me some, some TXCTA and there's, there are a lot of people that, uh, are highly respected, uh, in those, in those positions. So I I love it. I've talked to quite a few of those people on here on record, which was nice. So that's really good. So, uh, coming up this, you know, in a, in a couple of weeks. And when this comes out, this will actually be the week before, uh, thespian festival. Um, are you, what are you looking forward to with this face to face, uh, you know, face to face coming back? Like, is it, 
is it you personally looking forward to things? Is it that you're looking forward to see your kids like experience this again? Uh, you know, since we've been away for a little bit now and, um, is there something specific that you're kind of like, Oh good. Finally we can, we can do X, you know, X, Y, and Z or whatever. Uh, the short answer to that question is yes. Um, <laughs> you're, good. You're, you're really good at those, um, like just general <laughs> answers. Yes, That's good. Fantastic. Um, I had a friend come up that I work, uh, camp with, um, for many, many years that I absolutely adore. And she came up and borrowed costumes from me on Tuesday. And my tech director that I work with now, um, also her and I, that's how we knew each other. And when I moved into this position, you know, we, we get to work together every day now. Um, but we had worked together at Tell's Camp and um, it, we hadn't gotten to do that or see those people right. in so long. And, you know, camp, it it's two weeks of getting to do what we all love most with our best friends. Right. Which is fantastic. Yeah. And, um, and we see each other a lot, right. We see each other at theater fest. We see each other at, at Texas thespians. We see each other usually somewhere on the one act play circuit in the spring, go to state, everybody sees, each, you know, there are these pockets in, throughout the year and then camp, right. You know, and you have these pockets throughout the year that you get to see these people and we haven't gotten to see anybody. And she came up on Tuesday and I knew she was coming. We'd scheduled this, all of this stuff, right? And we've talked and everybody's talked, but she came up and we pulled costumes and just talked and packed her car and hugged a couple of good times. And she left and I went back in and went, oh, I missed her. I just hadn't seen her. And just getting to see her and hug her and talk to her like we had, it was something that, you know, I think we so soon take things like that for granted. And, um, and you know, Texas Thespians is that time. It's one of those key times in the year that we get to see all of the people who do the same thing that we do that, that are just as crazy as we are for doing all the same things that we do. And, um, and we just haven't had this moment, this opportunity. And so selfishly for me, I'm really excited to get to see some of my friends that I haven't seen in so long and get to sit down with them and, and check in and, and go to a play and see some of their work or work with some of their kids or whatever it is that we get to do, because there's so much that happens in, at Texas Thespians in the course of three days. Um, and then for my students, you know, I think every year, every year since 2019, they say, oh, this is the worst one yet. This is the worst one for these kids yet, yeah. you know, and I don't know when they're going to ever stop saying that. Um, but, you know, you hear that with this group of seniors, too. They're like, man, they lost out on so much. This is so much. And so it's really exciting that we're taking so many of them and that this is happening and part of me is you know and I think we're all a little um what is it um I've lost the expression but a little nervous a little a little scared that something's going to happen and it's going to call it off before what are we at like 10 days 11 yeah, days before. yeah 10 days yeah, um, yeah yeah you know and so all a little nervous that it's is this really going to get to happen <laughs> right 
And I think it's going to be great. I've got kids practicing IEs. Um, I can't escape them singing at me. You know, what about this note? And, and, you know, they're so excited because they haven't gotten to do this. Like, what else do we get to do? And so I tell them about festival. And of course, you know, I, I'm curious too, because I picture 8,000 students (laughs) and, and ballrooms full of people. I don't think I've been around this many people. I, I can tell you it's not that many. It's still thousands, <laughs> but <laughs> it's still thousands, but it's not, we're, we're not breaking any records this year, I don't think, but, and that's okay. Uh, okay. you know, we're kind of easing our way back in just with, just with, uh, about, you know, 6,000. So just kind of ease, oh, you know, it's su- simple, just a few, just a few, just a few. <laughs> uh, well, that's good. Well, so I want to get you out on this and I appreciate again, you know, kind of recording on a school night. Uh, my daughter would be, my youngest daughter, is, you know, always gets mad when I record on a school night because she tells me, daddy, it's a school night. Like you shouldn't, you shouldn't be doing this. Yeah. Uh, because I, we tell her the same thing. She, um, you know, holding me accountable. So, uh, you mentioned, I kind of want to bring this full circle. You mentioned earlier about, uh, just again, bringing this back up about knowing you wanted to be a teacher and, uh, mentioning what your, uh, kind of what your father said, uh, I believe it was your father, but, uh, um, you know, talking about the whole, and we've heard it, if you find something you love, you'll never work a day in your life kind of thing. So right now there are a lot of us struggling, a lot Mm -hmm. of educators, uh, candidly, my wife is one and I've talked about it, you know, struggling just to kind of figure out what we're doing right now as theater educators. And, uh, you have been doing this now for 21 years um, and if I do my math right, you taught for 10 years without a child, uh, and then you had your son, um, you know, give her about 10 years. And so you've, you've kind of seen the ebbs and flows of how this works with, you know, uh, uh, during your time as an educator, the different emotional moments you can go through as an educator. What is something you can say as a, a now veteran, I'm not going to say advanced veteran educator, <laughs> Uh, to some of the people, and, and my wife's a veteran. She's been doing this for almost 15 years, but she's struggling. What is something you could say that you find to be helpful for you that keeps people's heads above water and keeps them afloat and uh, gets them to wake up in the morning to kind of look forward to the day? What are Do you have any nuggets of wisdom that Cheryl Painter oh. has learned over the past few years? I don't know how much nuggets uh, of wisdom, (laughs) how many of those I have, but um, I just, I always tell the kids play. It's called a play for a reason. And I know those days that I, that I struggle to come in. I know those days that that paperwork's piling up and, you know, we have three extra checklists because of new protocols that changed this week, which sorry, we all lived in the last couple of years, that, that that's a day that we should go outside and play a game, play a theater game with our, our students and connect with them. Um, there are, I, I love, and all of my friends are going to groan that I say this, that listen to this. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's all right. All, all of my friends are going to um, groan, but I love terrible jokes. The, the groaner, the more you oh, groan, boy. the better I like it. And so <clears throat> I'll see, 
I'll walk into a classroom and I can see the energy level's not there or I don't have it. <laughs> that day I get choked up now. You've got me all choked up. <laughs> and um, and so <coughs> I can't get through this. That's all right. That's all right. Now, well, while you keep, while you take a sip, you're going to have to think of a joke too, while you're giving me the, <laughs> well, yeah, I, you know, oh my goodness. I'm, I'm going to put you on the spot. <coughs> What's up? I'm going to put you on the spot with a joke too. You got to, you got to oh. think, you got to oh finish with the words of wisdom because then, you know, the climax would be horrible. I want you to, I, want you, I, I, I need the wisdom, uh, but Oh. Think of that dirty or not dirty joke, but, D- but, oh, no, but uh, dirty jokes. no dirty jokes, um, but the uncomfortable dumb joke. jokes. Yeah. Um, so uh, that there are days that you just need to play and there yeah. are days that you just need to laugh. And those are going to end up being the days that those kids remember. And years later, they're going to be on a podcast talking about how they, <laughs> they y'all threw paper airplanes down the aisle of the auditorium one day. And because they, the director walked in that day and felt like everybody needed to look up a terrible joke and then yeah. tell them. And uh, these are, those are the moments. And so I know I try to just put a smile on my face and do the best that I've got and the rest of it works out. Yeah, good. Yeah. I, I need that terrible joke now. <laughs> oh, um, I just, um, I, I just a, had one di- for Thanksgiving themed. Yeah, go. Um, yeah. I had a Thanksgiving themed one. Wh- while you, you ready? Yeah. Oh, okay. I thought you, I was going to stall to let you look it up, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Go Mm-mm. ahead. Yeah. No, okay. I'm never too okay. far away. Okay. All right. Good. <laughs> <laughs> um, what do you get if you divide the circumference of a pumpkin by its diameter? What? Pumpkin pie. Minor wisdom.